coming up in this episode. The gripping story of a daring escape from North Korea. My mother and my sister, three of us, we uh, walked a lot and uh, we crossed the river by swimming. And uh, we also climbed the mountain and uh, like it was a long journey. That journey has brought Grace, Joe, and her mother and sister to the U.S. We walk about three days and two nights to get to the Tuman River. But after escaping North Korea the first of three times, their problems were just beginning. Coming up on this edition of Target USA. The National Security Podcast. Target USA is brought to you by TrueCar. When you're looking to buy a car, you want to make sure you're getting real pricing on actual inventory. Unfortunately, a lot of times that isn't the case. People configure cars online only later to find out they're not available. With TrueCar, you can get real pricing on actual inventory. It's not pricing offered by TrueCar, but pricing from an actual dealer. And not just any dealer, but a TrueCar certified dealer. This is a carefully curated network of dealers committed to transparency and offering you a competitive market price. Using TrueCar, you can easily find the car you want. Next, TrueCar will show you what other people in your area paid for the same car you're looking for. Now you know what a fair price is, so you can feel confident. More than 3 million cars have been sold to TrueCar users by the TrueCar Certified Dealer Network. When you're ready to buy, visit TrueCar to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. Very graphic situation. San Bernardino. An act of terrorism. Paris. An attack on all of humanity. The Islamic State. I'm back, Obama. They want you to imagine them in the shadows. Hostile nation states. Can inflict mortal damage to the United States. Cyber criminals. Decryption successful. America has a target on its back. And on this program, we investigate the threats, the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. This is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. We often hear about the harsh life North Koreans live under the Kim regime. From Kim Il-sung to Kim Jong-il, now Kim Jong-un. It's the most reclusive and closed-off country on the planet. Close to 25 million people live there, many of them with little or no food, no money, no water, no firewood to keep them warm in the winter, and no way to get any of it. On this program, you're going to hear the raw story of Grace Joe, who was one of those people who by the time she was 15 had tried to escape three times, failing each time until she got help from an unlikely source. The final attempt began October 31st, 2006. My family, rest of my family, which is my mother and my sister, three of us, we uh, walked a lot and uh, we crossed the river by swimming. And uh, we also climbed the mountain and uh, like it was a long journey. And then finally we got in, found a car and then we were able to uh, transfer to the city where we want to go. How long did it take you? 
Um, we we tried to come to China for several times, and each time it's very different. Um, it's by case by case, but usually it can take um, uh, one day or two day, uh, maximum three days. So you you went to, you said you went to China, but I imagine your stay in China was not necessarily welcome, was it? No.、Um, well, personally, we wanted to, to live in China, but legally,、um, like in Chinese government side, they are、uh, not allowing us to stay because we are illegal.、Um, it's not an illegal immigrant, but. They consider as um, immigrant. Um, well, like how can I say that?、Um, as illegal people from North Korea,、mm-hmm. so they are not consider us as refugees. They are not consider us as an immigrant as well. So once they find out we don't have legal paperwork, then they will、um, take us and then、uh, finish like a basic interviews, and then they will transfer us to North Korean government. So. For us, it's very dangerous, and、um, it's it's very、uh, tragic moment when we face the police officers in China.、Yeah. And tell me about that moment. Did this, was this one time more than once, or how did that go? Well, for my personal experience,、um, actually, I got caught three times in China.、Um, the first time was when I be- when I was twelve years old.、Uh, My family tried to go to South Korea uh, through those uh, embassies. Uh, so we、uh, lead by a broker, and then we jumped into the wall.、Um, we tried to walk into the building and trying to claim as a refugee, but、uh, we failed the mission.、Um, so we got caught, and then we sent back to North Korea back in two thousand one or two thousand two. But The Chinese government, when they、um, catch us, the way is very variety.、Uh, North Koreans they live in China. They can cut in train or in the house,、uh, in the work area, or、uh, like my family, we we try to、um, cross some building and then we get we got caught by police officers. So it's it's very variety ways. And then、um, that's my first time. Uh, and then the second time was I got caught in train、uh, with my mother, and then she got sent back, and then I escaped at the train station, so、uh, I survived. But、um, that—that's my second time. It was pretty short.、Um, and the third time was like major、uh, because we stayed in Chinese prison for fifteen months. Um, because back in two thousand four, when we、uh, got caught by Chinese、uh, government, we tried to help a Kore-、uh, Korean American missionary、uh, in China. Tried to help him to、uh, like rescue North Korean refugees from China to South Korea. So we helped him because my sister and I were able to speak Chinese. So we were able to purchase tickets for the refugees and、uh, try to lead them to the、uh, destination to be able to cross the border. So、uh, the Chinese government found out that, and then、uh, Pastor also got a caught、uh, in two thousand four at similar time. So he had to、uh, like 
go through all the legal process. So uh, by end of uh, his final sentence, we have to stay there as well. So we stayed for 15 months together. Of course, it's a different pr prison, but... Um, so back in 2004, when we got caught, um, they came, they followed those uh, refugees from Yanbian to Qingdao, and then they found out where we live. And then when my mom and I go down to the stairs and trying to make a phone call to missionary, and then they found us and they, they caught us. And then we had to go back to our house our apartment and then everybody got caught at that um, apartment so uh, it was very tragic moment because one uh, woman tried to commit a suicide so she cut her neck and throat so like our bathroom was like very red and all blood uh, covered our bathroom but um, so all those like tragic memories still uh, lives in my uh, mind so it's, it's a little hard <laughs> how old were you when this woman tried to commit suicide well that was 2004 so i was 13 yeah tell me uh, about um, what you felt when you realized that was happening well when i see that woman with covered with the blood and then uh come down come into the van when I s see her first time it was very surprised and then um, like my brain just became a white yeah. yeah I can't think of anything yeah um, and you realized at I that was, point what had happened it's very afraid of that situation um, uh, like uh, after we got caught by Chinese government, uh, Chinese officers, of course, inside of my heart is like fear, um, nervous, and uh, also we have to think like what we have to do to reduce our uh, uh, contacts in China. We ha we cannot let other Chinese um, supporters uh, get in trouble. So we have to think in many ways, how can we protect those people? Because we got caught and then we don't have any way to escape, but we have to at least reduce those minim uh, the numbers of people. So uh, all those, my mom and I, we have to think about all those solutions and situation around us are very bad because um, Chinese officers trying to uh, check our uh, physically and mentally, they trying to check us whether uh, we have information or we have um, other contact information from Chinese people. Uh, so they are searching us. So like all those scenes just give me the pressure um, and uh, what is it? Uh, fear? Fear. Yeah. 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 Mostly it's fear. You said there were three situations where you tried to escape, correct? Yes. The first one you tried to escape to South Korea or China? To China. Where did you leave from in North Korea and where did you try to go in China? Um, my family lived in North Hamgyong province in North Korea. Our hometown called Musan. That's right next to the Chinese and North Korean border uh, cities. So my mom took me and my sister 
from Musan, and then we walk about three days and two nights to get to the Tuman River. And then uh, on July 16th, the date time, we crossed the Tuman uh, River to China. That was in 1998. That was our first attempt to escape. And you were how old? I was seven, I think, okay. yeah. And you were going where in China? Maybe Huaryong, Huaryong, China. Tell me why you wanted to leave North Korea. Uh, it's because several times I saw and I ex- experienced it in my home country, North Korea. But every time I feel like I'm not belong to that country anymore. Um, because once we escaped to that country, they considered us as betrayers. Um, and we don't have any opportunity to live there. We cannot work. We cannot find um, anything to live. So for us, in terms of living, we have to escape our country, North Korea. Explain what the conditions in North Korea were like when you were there. How were they harsh? It's very harsh. It's very difficult. Um, each time I, well, if I go back to the condition, I have to explain the uh, original dates why we escaped North Korea back in 1998. Um, it's because my grandmother, my bro- younger brothers, um, they all passed away because of starvation. So food situation was very bad. Um, my younger brother and I was were almost like uh, 10 days starved straight. Uh, we only drank uh, cold water and uh, there's no meal we can find. The public farms, um, we cannot find any small potatoes from the farm because other people, they already like found them. And um, the winter time, we can find like wood to burn and keep house warm. We don't have any food, we don't have any money, and there's no way we can make money either. Um, so the life condition in North Korea is very bad and very uh, harsh. Is it different today? No, it's still the same condition as back in 1998 or 2016. It's, the condition never changed. Um, the reason why I'm saying is I can still hear uh, those news from uh, remaining uh, friends are living in North Korea. Um, I can't hear directly, but I still can get those news from our friends who are living in South Korea and through their family members. So um, employment never changed. There's no uh, way we can earn money from employment because one kilogram rice is 2,000 yuan, but in the company, from company, the employees can only earn like a 50 or 80 yuan a month. So like the money value is, is very different calculation, so. So the, the rice, the one kilo of rice is how much? Uh, back then it was 2,500 yuan 
And you can only earn how much? Like fifty or eighty, if you are lucky. For yeah. how how for how much work? How long a week or a day or? Uh, well, they have to work every day. To so the fifty or the eighty. When do you get that? How much work do you get that for?、Um, well, I heard、um, my sister's friend's parents. They work at the factory, but they say they only can get those money. But、um, from those companies, they some once a month or twice a month,、okay. they also get some food, like a two bag of potatoes or ten kilogram of corn or rice or something like that. But instead of that, the money cash is like fifty or eighty bucks. But the only how often do they get that money? Once a month. Yeah. Once a month. Yeah. Tell me about your feelings when you lost your younger brothers and grandmother. You say yes.、Um, when I lost my grandmother and younger brothers, I was about like six and a half years old, and I didn't know what is、uh, dying, and I didn't know what's、um, separation. So at that moment, I didn't know、uh, what's lost. So like. I di- I didn't have any feeling to see them die, but when I became eleven years old in China, I lived in China. I missed my grandmother and my younger brother so much, and then when I、um, growing up and then realized the realities surrounding me,、um, and I realized to find out my real identity, I. Feel very sad that I lost my grandmother and my younger brothers. So,、mm-hmm. uh, those two people are my、uh, like heartbreaking stories、mm-hmm. I ever yeah in my life. You were not treated very well in China either. By the government, the Chinese by government. By the government, of course, we cannot expect any benefits from government.、Um, as North Korean refugees, we have to hide, and we have to run from the government or the police officers. So we have never、uh, get any、uh, treats. But like once we got caught, of course, that's very worst treatment ever.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did you get to the U.S.?、Um, so. Back in two thousand four, we got caught with the missionary, and then back in two thousand five, we sent back to.、Uh, oh, let's see. Let me refresh my mind. Um, let me correct the date. Two thousand five, we got caught, and two thousand six, we sent back to North Korea. Um, so after we sent back to North Korea, the missionary came back to U.S. Um, and then he、um, asked a lot of supporters, and he、uh, made a ten thousand dollars of money, U.S. dollars. And then he bribed North Korean agents in North Korea and、um, rescued our family. So then we crossed the Tuma River again, and then we came to China, and we wrote our story. We sent it to the UN. And then they accepted our documents, and then considered us as refugees.、Mm-hmm. So、uh, we got protected by UN since then. And then until we fly from China to US, we got protected by the UN in Beijing, China. Tell me what happened during your escape at that point, from the bribe to the guard, and what happened? From North Korea, right? 
Um, <laughs> ah. So right after we crossed the border, well, so. So let me, let me just sorry to interrupt. Let me just ask. The guard was given money. Right. And, so and the Chinese brokers they will transfer money once they confirm we cross the uh, river to China. Uh, so that they did that way. So like ten thousand dollars they transferred without our uh, seeing or knowing about that. But the. Um, soldier, which uh, um, my sister, she bribed one uh, soldier at the Tuman River, and then we agreed to give him eight thousand yuan Chinese money to him. That's how uh, he willing to help our family because those soldiers, once they find out, they are going to serve in prison or it will be a very serious treatment back then so they did not uh, not many people they want to help our family but he agreed so we agreed to pay him a thousand yuan now after we crossed the Tumar river to china and then we asked the broker to pay him back so that's how the process worked tell me about the steps to cross the river how does how does that work well, it's it's a long process, but um, <clears throat> my family had to be very careful um, in our um, how well we stay after we got released from the uh, prison. We stayed at the uh, my sister's friend's house, and then we had to get to the. Uh, near the Tuman River, but it's a little distance. So by walking, maybe uh, three hours walking distance from the friend's house to the Tuman River area. Um, but we don't want let any people, anyone, see us to travel to the uh, near the river because they will report to the office, and then once we got caught again then we are getting we must be in very very serious problems so uh, we traveled at night uh, so we walked about two or three hours um, so in North Korea when we move around we needed to avoid surroundings and very carefully uh, plan those steps and dates uh, once we get to the Tumor River, we stayed at another broker's house and then wait until dark. Once it get dark, we had to get a contact from the soldier who turn. Like every few hours, they change their terms. Uh, so we have to wait until he comes and he um, check the border that mm -hmm. time. So we wait until 9 or 10 p.m. And then once we got the message, he's working at that moment. And then we walk to the border. And once we confirm, he let us cross. So we crossed the Tumor River to China area. And then we walked, um, we climbed a mountain to get to the road. Because there's a car uh, with the brokers that are waiting us at, on the road. So we mm. have to get to there. So... 
right after cross the river, we still have to be very careful because Chinese guards also possible to see us, and then if that's happened, then it's very bad news. So we have to careful either North Korea side and Chinese side. So after we cross the river, we have to keep in silence, and then we rock uh, climb the mountain up. And then we have to find the car. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it took maybe. Um, actually, it took a whole day. Um, but right after cross. No, like from nine thirty to twelve, mm-hmm. we we found the car. Yeah. So how far is the cross at the river? How long does it take to cross the river? The river at that time it wasn't that wide. Right. Um, the Truman River is most areas are very uh, shallow, shallow. Yeah. You, you should yeah. say shallow and not that wide, so it was easy for us to cross. But it was like my, for my mom, uh, the water hits her hip. Yeah. yeah. So how big is the mountain? Uh, it was like a rocky mountain, but um, hmm. So, I guess the better question is, how long did it take to cross the mountain? Well, if I think that right now, it might take about two hours to okay. get to the top. So, it's a fairly steep hike. It was a little steep, yes. Yeah. Um, thank you for giving me so much detail. I find this remarkable because you are so young, even now. And going through these things when you were so much younger must have been terrifying for you. Uh, and I'm sure telling your story now brings back lots of sadness and uh, remembering the tragedy. But I appreciate your telling us this so that we can tell your story. When you think about those people that are left behind in North Korea today, how do you feel? Uh, well, first word I can say is very sad. Um, because I live in the United States, which is very free and a very wealthy country, I can say. Um, everyday life in the U.S., I try to, to. I'm trying to reach my goal in education, and I trying to reach my better life in freedom country. But in another side, I'm thinking my home country, but. Most like so many children, they are starving at this moment. Um, I still remember when I like stay in in the orphanage shelter. Every time I sent back from North Korea, I had to stay in the orphanage center. But when I see those children, they have to wake up at 6 a.m. in the morning and they sleep at 7, 8, 7 p.m. But all day long, they have to do some work, like forcefully. They have to work every day. Uh, even physically, they are not injured. They have to work in the farm or in the mountain or like a build a construction company or somewhere. They have to do it. So either you are 10 or 12 doesn't matter you have to do some work uh, and f- through those children's eyes I can see all those 
、um, sadness, lost, fear, and、um, like like disappointments, and、um, there's no hope at all for those children. So I still remember their、uh, eyes and glance,、um, like hopeless.、Uh, Childrens. So, when I think of those children,、uh, my heart is very hurt, and I really wish、um, I can rescue all those childrens <laughs> from North Korea to the U.S. and then trying to educate them, and then give them opportunity to live as human being.、Mm -hmm. So, but of course, in politically and、uh, like other issues.、Uh, Didn't solved yet, so I can see that yet. But I really hopes North Korean regime falls one day, and then、uh, all those children and people and elder elders they find freedom and just live like、uh, us in the U.S. Yeah. Grace now lives just outside of Washington D.C. and is attending college. A documentary about her story has been made. It's called "I Am Grace." It depicts the gut-wrenching ordeals that she and her family had to go through. More of Grace's story will be featured on Target USA in the very near future. But coming up in our next episode, the most、uh, difficult challenges we are faced is the 360-degree view. NATO's Deputy Supreme Allied Commander Transformation Admiral Manfred Nielsen. The overall. A、uh, impression nowadays is the world is in trouble, and we can't precisely predict what will happen. And that's why we prepare NATO for a 360 degree view. That's coming up on our next episode. I'm JJ Green, and this is Target USA, the National Security Podcast.